it's it's one thing to have your friends support you because they feel like they have to like you know everybody has their friends who are like they rep your stuff because mm-hmm. it's whatever but like I notice my friends ordering a lot when I'm not there or ordering. So they're not just trying to get free food. They're legit supporting because they actually like it. And yeah, that yeah. means a lot to me because it's like anybody can support. Like I'm going to blindly support my homies because like that's what I do. But if I actually like their stuff, I'm going to go out of my way and promote it. And that's how I feel like a lot of my friends are. You can catch me later in the morning. Out with my whole team, we drank our hands off. I'm going to be the one that's chilling, sitting cozy. With the OG vintage, snap tag on. You can catch me later in the morning. Out with my whole team, we drank our hands off. I'm going to be the one that's chilling, sitting cozy. With the OG vintage, snap tag on. Welcome to episode 14 of Snapbacks, Snapbacks and Mimosas, Ooh, tongue twister. Uh, and huh. I'm your host, Adonosa Erigi, a.k.a. the podcast Jordan. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking about these nicknames on the fly, and they're getting good. Okay. They're getting good. Oh. <laughs> and hey, I got a special guest, a great guest uh, that, I've, you know, that I've known for a while since college. And uh, he's here joining us today. He uh, graduated from the University of Houston with your boy. Yeah, so we're Is both Cougs, you know. Congratulations, he moved into the oil and gas. And if you're from Houston, Texas, you know that's that's a major move, you know. And from from oil and gas, he went into the family business, the restaurant business. And then after the, after the restaurant, which we'll you know we're going to dive into because I think that's a great story. We're going to go into him creating his own content, creating his own his own business, the travel mo. And mm-hmm. leading from Calmo to where he's doing now with you know real estate. So without further ado, got my guy Mo on on the pod with me. Mo, how you doing? Yes, sir. Yo, thanks for having me, man. I'm good, man. Can't complain. It's uh it's been a long day, but you know, we're here, ready to have some good combos, see where this takes us. I feel that, I feel that, man. And like I usually do, I gotta check on my friends, their mentals, man. How's it how's it holding up, you know, with COVID and everything? society in general is going crazy for sure yeah i mean i I will say my situation with covid has been a little different just because of um the restaurant and the convenience store so tiny little background i you know i run my family's restaurant but our restaurant's located inside of our convenience store as well Mm -hmm. so with all the covid stuff we obviously stayed open the entire time so my like staying home all the time isn't kind of like everyone else's i've been actually working all the time so i haven't really got to lose my mind at home per se but you know just dealing just kind of seeing how it's taking a toll on people and people's business like we've been pretty blessed um so i kind of just i feel more for other people luckily i've been able to stay pretty sane you know i'm kind of a homebody nowadays so i like to chill at home anyway and since i'm working so much when i'm home you know i'm just kicking it i feel that i feel that we want to get into all that because i think that's uh it's a great story um you know you got staying open during covid compared to like you know what could be the alternative um, yeah, exactly. But before before we jump into it, you know, I got to pour the champagne up. Uh, uh, I kind of started already because I was a little thirsty, but let me let me top it <laughs> off. Okay, okay. Uh, you know, and it's but it's Friday, so it, it only makes sense. That is true. <laughs> you Friday, know, that will, sense, you know. Man. Yes, sir. So, yo, I want to start off uh, talking about the journey. Uh, starting in college um, because I think did did you recognize that you know you were going to be going into the family business before you 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 know you got there obviously going into oil and gas that that probably was within that whole mixture of that whole situation um yeah so kind of the way it started you know uh, I grew up uh, I'm first generation my parents are immigrants you know they came here um, and, you know, especially with Arabs, it's like doctor, lawyer, engineer, like there's specific things they want. And, you know, 100%. growing up, you want to make your parents happy. So, you know, going to college, I, I got an engineering scholarship. So I said, fuck it, engineering, you know, we'll, we'll go that route. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got lucky and I got or, um, an internship my freshman, summer, my freshman summer. So stuck with that internship all throughout college, did my super senior lap, you know, so five years there. Uh, you know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that extra year. So did that, interned throughout all that, then started working full-time there for about two years, and then the oil downturn came, and I got laid off. So um, when that happened, you know, at first when you get laid off, it's a blow to your ego, man, because you, know, you don't expect that to happen. And it's, the, it's your first time out of college, you're in the real world, 
you're doing everything right and something that's completely out of your control just you know comes right from under you and just takes everything away and you know at first it it sucks and it hurts and you feel like shit especially because the day i got laid off i was working on a project due that day so i was like just no way and you get that mm -hmm. phone call everyone turns around they're like yep you're next so i mean it sucked that 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 first week was really hard i'm not gonna lie definitely a blow to the ego um you know, I, I, after that, I kind of started applying for other jobs here and there, trying to see what's up. And I kind of realized that the oil and gas, that was more for my parents. Engineering was more for my parents. And like, I did it, I tested it out. I saw it wasn't for me. And now I was, you know, like, let me see what else is out there. So, you know, naturally my, my dad needed help with the business. The restaurant was starting to pick up. So they needed more hands. And I was like, you know, I'm good with tech. Like I'm tech savvy. I can kind of fix up the restaurant. So let me go see what's up over there. So I started helping there and there's a lot more fast paced, no more sitting at a desk all day. So kind of, you know, kind of started getting better. Um, and then, you know, as time went on, I just, I kind of saw a diamond in the rough and I was like, you know, we have a good product here. If I can just put my time into it, you know, there's no limit as opposed to kind of being stuck in that corporate grind where no matter what I was working for someone else, you know, you bust your ass, you wake up in the morning, you go to work. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, all that is for someone else to make money and just for you to get a little piece of. And like after a while, I kind of just realized, you know what, like I'd rather bust my ass for myself and maybe make a little bit less money at the beginning than bust my ass for someone else. And then I'm just I'm just disposable at any time. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly, yeah. So that's so that's kind of how I got into the family business per se. So it was kind of like forced, not necessarily, but like, you know, push came to shove. It was like, all right, this is the move, you know, just take it and run with it. And so before, you know, we jump into the whole family side business, like how was that, that relationship? Because I mean, you're getting this degree to go, to go straight into like, you know, a young professional role and like this, this sure. whole podcast is about, you know, firing alternatives outside of just the nine to five. Yeah. Line. So how was that going to like going into oil and gas, but you, you know, your parents have their own entrepreneur yeah. you know side of of life um was that like a, a an internal fight to begin with like or was it like nah it, it, i want to go straight it well i'm not gonna i'm not even gonna lie to you man the paychecks i mean i saw that yeah. money right out of college mm -hmm. you know, oil and gas money you're like damn this is real money like i could do whatever i want you know especially you know being young and single fresh out of college you know you don't have too many bills i you know thankfully was blessed had no student debt so all this money, I'm like, damn, you know, this is great. You know? mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it's like, you're working. It's like, okay, Friday's here. You, you check out, you just get everything out your mind. You go enjoy the weekend and then Monday's a grind again. So while it didn't seem like the ideal situation for me, it was like, this makes sense right now. And, you know, this money's too good to pass up, especially like starting out my career. Yeah, and okay. And so you, you do that for the two years. Yeah. And, you know, then you get laid off, like you said, and then, you know, yeah, you have that internal conversation, like, I can, I can make money for myself, I can help out my family. Yeah. And was there a point within that conversation of like, you searching for a job, and then you just realizing that oh, I'm just going to go and work with my with my family, that like, okay, was there ever thought like, let me create something for my own? Or was it just like, I mean, I already know that they're, they're going to need me and I can just help out there. So, yeah. I mean, it was definitely, definitely the latter. Like definitely my, like I've always wanted to do my own thing, but mm -hmm. it was kind of like a kill two birds with one stone. Cause you know, my dad's been busting his ass his whole life. So if I can help him out, give him a break while also using my free time to still come up with something at the end of the day, like it's all cool to be like, Oh, I want to start my own app. I want to start my own company. I want to start all this. And everyone thinks it's all glamorous, but with no money coming in, man, it gets hard and mm -hmm, the pressure mm -hmm. starts to get to you and it's tough. So like having a steady source of income, whether like granted substantially less than what I was making in engineering, yeah. it still was enough to help me survive while I still thought about what else I wanted to do, as opposed to like in the back of your mind, like, shit, how am I going to pay the bills? When you're thinking about that, you can't think about progressing in your career or progressing your business or working on that idea. It's tough, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, was, it was like, okay, you have this, this will bring, it'll pay the bills, kind of start doing this and kind of figure out what else you want to do on the side. Growing up, did you like ever like, you know, I'm pretty sure you worked in the restaurant when you were growing up. Yeah. And like, so like, 
was was that the first experience of like knowing about that work ethic? Like, how was that younger, like your younger self, seeing that hard work? Yes. So I mean, I, I see it now in my younger my youngest brother. So my youngest brother is like fifteen, and like when he comes to the store, and I mean a lot more when he was younger, like nine, ten years old. When he comes, it's like fun to him, right? Like mm -hmm, he sees, mm -hmm. oh, dad's making money, dad's doing this. Oh, there's a lot of people. It's cool. But like looking back at it, like you start to put things in perspective. Like he was waking up at five thirty every morning and driving to work. And the days that I went with him, he'd wake me up and I'd bitch and moan about like, yeah. oh man, I gotta wake up early. And you get there, and now looking back, I'm like, damn, he did that every single day. So like mm -hmm. while you're growing up, you take for granted the work ethic because you're just a little kid. You don't really know. But as you get older and you look at those sacrifices, you kind of see you're like, man, like he was killing it back then. He was every day and he's still to this day waking up that, you know, so that's like that. What's what instilled the work ethic into me for sure. So how long has uh, your dad? Well, let's actually talk about like the name of the restaurant. The restaurant's no. Al Quick Shop. Yep. Yeah, Al Quick Stop. Al Quick Stop. Yeah. So how long has your dad like had that? This, this uh, restaurant and the corner store. Yeah, so um, it's, so I guess let me, I might have to go back a little, but essentially, so when my dad and his brothers first moved to this country, one of mm -hmm. my dad's brother, whose name is Ali, God rest his soul, he started this. He brought mm -hmm. my dad and two of his other brothers in and um, they're like, yo, let's go into partnership. Let's, let's do this together. So it was first just a convenience store, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, a tragedy happened. My uncle happened to get shot there. This is back in 93. Um, these people robbed the store and they took the money. They killed him. So like over time, some of my uncles were like, you know, we want to get out of the business. And the whole plan for my dad was to like get out of the business as well. Because it was a scar. It's a very, you know, scarring thing. Like, yeah. To, yeah. You know, it's trying. You see your like your, your oldest brother, the one who brought you here, pass away like that. It makes you want to just want to get rid of it. But as they started leaving, he started buying their shares it just eventually transformed, you know, and he took over and he was just like, this is mine. I'm just going to run with this. You know, I'm not going to use that to, I'm not going to use that negative thing to turn me away. I'm going to take it and I'm going to do like continue what he would have wanted. You know what I'm saying? So we got that kept going. So in 91, he got it. Um, my uncle was shot in 93. And then in around 2000 is when my dad took full ownership. And that's when kind of the restaurant started. The restaurant was a very slow grind. It was kind of like, oh, sandwiches here, euros, tacos, stuff like that. And I would say, man, 20, like, whenever all the apps started, like the first app we got on was Grubhub. And that was when delivery was such a new thing. And we got on that and our name started getting out there a little more. And then we got on Uber, we got on DoorDash, we got on, you know, Postmates, we got on all that stuff. And then we got our own website. And over time, you know, the restaurant just been growing, the convenience store, you know, it's a convenience store. Yeah. There's not like too much you can do for that. It's a neighborhood spot. It's kind of like a bodega. But in the meantime, the restaurant's been growing. That's kind of what's been like, you know, the fuel behind it all. Mm -hmm. So when you said, uh, early, you stated earlier that you have, you know, interest in the technology, is that like when you put your own stamp onto what the company can be? Or like when, what are you putting of yourself that's, you know, you're bringing to the table for, uh, this restaurant um so the biggest thing right now i would say is like the marketing aspect of it because mm -hmm. our food's good our restaurant's clean we have good quality service and all that but at the end of the day if nobody knows about you or nobody sees you then there's no there's only so much you can do my biggest thing has kind of been getting us out there because once people try us once you know nine times out of ten they're coming back um, yeah. and yeah. And I mean, we're on all these apps. Like we look at Uber, we have people who've ordered from us 97 times, 115 times. And we've been on the app for like five, six years. So it, it just kind of goes to show you that. But like, so my biggest thing I would say is the marketing side of it and like the visuals. Like I've been creating a lot more content for it. Um, so kind of just that side of it and getting us all on all the apps and getting all that stuff set up. So that's kind of like mainly, I would say my drive behind it. How, how open, because um, there's usually like, you know, uh, a cultural difference also like an age difference huh. yeah, yeah you, you know what i'm saying so yeah like how open is your dad to your suggestions to so I'll, i'm not gonna lie when we first started we used to butt heads a lot it was always mm -hmm. like friction because it was like he's like I'm, i've been here every day for 30 years you're just coming in this you don't really know what you're talking about so at the beginning we used to butt heads a lot and there was a lot of friction and he was very hesitant and then you have a company like uber that comes along and like our generation we were using uber rides before uber eats like yeah. we knew about it. it wasn't a big deal 
And as Uber Eats started coming, we started hearing about it. And I'm sure you're aware, but they take a lot of like fees from the restaurants, upwards of mm -hmm. 30%. So when they're taking that and you have a small business, that eats away at your margins. So to my dad, he was like, we're fine without it. Why would I get this company which is going to take away my margins? That took me a, a while to kind of persuade him. And I was just like, yo, man, you wouldn't have got this order without it. You can't really think about it like that. Like, just think about it as a marketing like fee. You're going to be open to way more mm -hmm. people. Yeah. You get smaller yeah. margins, but your volume will go up like 10x. So you know, it shouldn't mm -hmm. matter. So at first, he was kind of iffy. After that first week, he was just like, oh, whoa. And now here we are. And he was like, that was the best decision that, like, you know, he was so happy about it. But it took a while because, yeah. you know, when, especially someone at that age, you're so used to doing th things a certain way you don't want to change. It's hard to change. So, I mean, like it took a while. It was a lot of head, like button heads and arguing and be like, no, my way is right. No, my way is right. But eventually it kind of all worked out. That's yeah. I, I only know because it's exactly how you know my parents are being immigrants yeah. as well. It's, they know better, you know? And so for sure, putting, putting your own spin on, on the shop, um, like where where do you see it going, or like the heights that it can reach? I mean, to be honest, man, like I don't like to use this example, but like halal guys, if you kind of mm -hmm. see them, they have a very simple motto. You know, it's a very quick serve. I don't, I don't want to bash them, but like the quality of their food, in my opinion, it's a really good late night spot. I'll kind of leave it at that. They're open mm -hmm. till three or four in the morning, so that's kind of where they thrive. We have a very similar motto, a, a, a bigger, a wider variety of menu items, but a very similar motto. We're open till midnight on the weekends. So I see us, I see us potentially being something like that. And I mean, I was on the path to opening a second location this year. There was a few things that kind of messed it up. Obviously COVID kind of, you know, messed some things up, but I mean, I don't see why we can't have multiple locations, franchising and growing. Cause once you get the product down, the service and the quality, as long as everything's written down and you have step-by-step -step what people should do, like, it's not hard. It's just going in there and actually doing the work right and making sure you have the processes right. But I mean, I see as you know, I see no limit in my opinion. I, there's a, I've seen like a whole like migration of like people yeah. to, to uh, middle more ethnic foods, and it, yeah. it's more it's more hip to try ethnic exactly. foods and yeah. um, expand your palate. Like, how are you? Uh, I know you say you're, you're marketing, but like, how are you? How are you reaching like those people? So one thing we are really big on is uh, fusions of foods, right? Mm -hmm. So we'll have like a Euro quesadilla. So you got the the Mediterranean side, but then you got mm -hmm. the quesadilla of the Tex-Mex side. Fusing those foods together really attracts both audiences, you know. Mm -hmm. And that and then like everybody loves a quesadilla. You don't have to be Hispanic or Middle Eastern to like a quesadilla. So that attracts like the people who know about it. And then you have the other sides of it that also brings them in. And then like certain food items we use, like most Mediterranean restaurants will use like basmati rice or like that Middle Eastern rice. We use Spanish rice because it adds a different flavor. So it's a oh, lot yeah. of like food fusions that kind of like pick from different parts of it that allow you kind of to fuse with other people. And that just like opens you up to a lot more. Was, was, that, uh, was that like one of your ideas or like how... How was the fusion? I mean, that's not traditional. So, okay, so yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, no, for sure. So, I love to eat, man. I love food. I go out to eat way too much, and I, I need to be cooking at home, but I go out to eat a lot. So, I see a lot of things, and I'm somewhat picky with what I like, but I'm very good at putting myself in other shoes and seeing what other people like. Like, for instance, we have these, um, this, this dish I came up with called Euro fries, right? So it's a large order of fries with Monterey Jack cheese, like melted cheese on it. Then it's uh, diced up bureau meat, grilled onions, uh, feta, hot sauce, and tomatoes, right? Personally, I hate feta. I hate yeah. feta. I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> I don't eat cheese. It's really heavy. But that's something that's been one of our most popular items because I can put myself in other people's shoes and know, like, maybe I don't like it, but I know other people will. And, man, like, that's just kind of – when I come up with things, I try to put myself – in anyone else's shoes but mine because I'm typically not my own customer. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm very picky with kind of how some the way I like certain things, but I know those flavors go well together. But yeah, man, I've yeah. come up with quite a bit of of, uh, of items, man. I would say like every couple months, I'm trying to just do something new with what we have. 
like we already were selling burritos so i was like we already have the tortillas we already have the cheese let's make a quesadilla you know yeah. we already yeah. have an order of fries let's mix it together and make something else so i try to take what we have and kind of put a spin to it so it's, it's amazing and i i know uh i have, I have a friend who's uh starting uh his own restaurant journey um and okay. that's that's the exact same like thought process that he's doing it's like okay how can i attract both sides and fuse like the exactly. culture that i am and with the culture that i'm i'm surrounded by because those exactly. are those are the paying customers um so like just to hear you say that that's that's amazing um nice so i, I know your 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 uh, little brother goes in yeah. to a restaurant is, is there like a certain like i guess i don't want to say like work ethic or like message that you're trying to instill in him while, while you still can because at 15 you're moldable. You're still moldable. You yeah, know? for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, man, it's hard because he's still so young. And like, I kind of see like where my mom was coming from younger. My mom was very against me working at the restaurant and the convenience store. She was like, you went to school, you got an engineering degree, like you're an engineer, you shouldn't be there. So she's very big on that. And my personality type is like I've always been the entrepreneur type. The engineering was for them. So to me, I don't care, man. I'm trying to grow a business. I don't care what it is. But if I see it prospering, that's for me. I see what she was going at. And for my younger brother, who, you know, he's Gen Z. They they do all that type of shit. The games, mm-hmm. computers, the TikTok, all that crap. Personally, I'd like him to get into something else and just kind of see what else is out there. Because, you know, that's just, I mean, I have, I have another, I have a middle brother, actually. So he's... Um, He's in his residency in Lubbock in surgery. So he kind of like went a whole separate route, right? So then the youngest brother, he's in the computers and stuff like that. So I'm hoping he kind of takes a separate route. So we're kind of all doing different things as opposed to all kind of yeah. putting all your yeah. eggs in one basket. Yeah. And I, I, but I mean, don't get me wrong though. When he's there, I'm putting his ass to work. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. 100%. 100%. Oh, man. So I, I've seen... Uh, I've seen a lot, a lot of the posts on like IG, and yeah. like a lot of friend support of the yeah. shop. Like, how is how is that? Like having friends come support you, support the dream that you're pushing. Um, how is that? For sure. I mean, honestly, I I love it. Like, it's it's one thing to have your friends support you because they feel like they have to. Like, you know, everybody has their friends who are like they rep your stuff because mm-hmm. it's whatever. But like. I notice my friends ordering a lot when I'm not there or ordering. So they're not just trying to get free food. They're legit supporting because they actually like it. And yeah, that yeah. means a lot to me because it's like anybody can support. Like I'm going to blindly support my homies because like that's what I do. Mm-hmm. But if I actually like their stuff, I'm going to go out of my way and promote it. And that's how I feel like a lot of my friends are. And I mm-hmm. feel like they genuinely like it and they promote it. It doesn't feel like they're doing something they don't want to do. It just feel like they're posting about something that they like. And like, so, you know, on Friends, how they have Central Perk, a little coffee spot or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say it's very similar to them. I kind of set up a spot for my friends in the back. They'll come eat. They post up when I'm working nights because I work a lot of nights till like midnight. So they'll come mm-hmm. eat dinner, just chill in the back and I'll, you know, hook it up for all of them. So it's cool. Yeah. I, I really do appreciate all the support, though. That's, that's, uh, those, those little things can um, be taken for granted, you know. For sure, but, for sure. Know, uh, like you said, you do appreciate it, like that they do blindly support. But th- yeah. there's another like level of like, dang, okay, exactly. I'm doing exactly what I thought I could do. Exactly, it's being, being like noticed or like it's being pushed by like my friends. So I, I wish you on that, and I and for those who support the podcast, like thank you because I I <laughs> noticed that shit too. Um, so I know we've been up in. The restaurant, yeah. the corner store. Where is this restaurant, corner store? Let me plug that in right now. Okay, yeah. So it's two zero zero two Wad Drive. It's in Montrose. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. So it's right off the corner of Wall and Welch. Um, the thing is, you drive by, you wouldn't even know there's a restaurant inside. Know. That's yeah. kind of like our biggest thing. Like, it's like think of a New York bodega. That's kind of the mm-hmm. vibe you get. It's super clean in there, but it's very vintage, and we have all kinds of shit. Like, you can get a euro. You can get shampoo. You can get motor oil. Like you can get all kinds of shit. Oh, that's there. a bodega for sure. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of what we go to. That's kind of what we go for. So yeah, it's right in the heart of Montrose. Um, and we've been there since the '90s. So we've seen that area transform from like 
a very low income area to kind of like get nicer to now it's expensive as hell over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gentrification real. <laughs> Straight up, man. No joke. No joke. Oh man. Yeah, so I wanted to go from there until your transition into creating your own your own okay, company. Yeah. You know, with travel yeah, mode. So, um so yeah, kind of the way that worked was so back so remember I was telling you um straight out of college, making good money, like what do I want to do on the weekends? You know, we did, we both did the whole fraternity life. We mm-hmm. parted in college. I got that out of my system. So I'm like, all right, it's, um, I have all this extra money. It's the weekends. Like, what do I want to do? And I, I, that's when some of my friends had just moved, you know, to other places. Like Isabella had just moved to New York. My friend Natalie had moved to California. Mm-hmm. One of my other buddies was in California. So I was like, you know, I have the money. They book a flight. If they're cool, go stay with them. If they're cool with that and just like explore. So that's kind of how the seed started. One of my buddies who was living in California, his name is Shaw. He just happened to be down for every trip. Like he was like, yo, I'm down. I'll meet you there. So any, anytime we travel and we went to high school together. So yeah. when I went to New York, he ended up meeting me there. When I went to, um, when I went to LA, he ended up meeting me there. DC, we met up there. So it was just like over time, we started traveling quite a bit. Um, once I started working with uh, you know, after I got laid off more than gas, started doing the restaurant stuff. I was trying to figure out what, you know, what I wanted to do next. And I was planning a group trip for, a, for my friends. Like we were all going to New York, I think it was. And I just always happened to be the person designated in charge of planning trips. And then I kind of <laughs> thought about it, man. I was just like, yeah. and I kind of thought about it. I was like, man, we're in that age where everybody loves to travel. Everybody wants to travel, but not everybody, not everybody necessarily knows what to do. Like for mm-hmm. instance, New York. There's three major airports. There's like the Upper East Side, the Lower East Side, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Chinatown. Like there's so many places to stay. And there's a fuck ton of things to do. To someone who doesn't travel that often, it's very overwhelming. Yeah. And I just happened to get a process down to where I was like, yo, if you want to go places, I can book your flight. I can book your stay. And I'll give you a custom guide uh, of all the things that you should do when you're there. And it's a long enough list to where you can pick and choose what you want to do. So it still feels like you planned it, exactly, but it's a yeah. guarantee that everything on that list is, is, is going to be good. But so when I, you know, when I started that, or I, I kind of came, um, I had reached out to my buddy, Sean, and I was like, Hey man, like, what do you think of this idea? I know we've been traveling a lot. Like, do you see something here? And he was on board and we kind of like, all right, let's see where this takes him. And Sorry, I just got a phone call. Sorry if the camera disconnected. <laughs> My bad. Um, all good, all good. Uh, yeah, and he um, he was on board, and we're like, all right, let's see where this takes us. Um, and then I guess right before, I was kind of trolling on Snapchat, and I was like, oh, why travel less? Travel mo. <laughs> and then everyone was like, what's travel mo? And I kind of just was fucking around with it. And then I kind of like thought about it. I was like, you know, travel more travel mode just makes sense it made so sense, actually, yeah. here's the here's yeah here's the logo right here it's kind of it's just kind of backwards yeah. but essentially it's a pin being dropped uh, like that's for your location that's fine. And that's then it's fine, travel yeah. mode like travel more and like the planes flying around is thing to find you know to keep traveling so i mean like our, our motto is to make travel simple because everybody wants to travel and you get on instagram and you see people in these cool ass places but like how do you get there and you got to sit there and research and do all this shit and if you don't travel that often you don't want to waste your money on something if you don't know it's going to be a good time. So that's mm-hmm. kind of where we come in and we take care of all the, like, we, you know, don't stress. We take care of everything. And, you know, communication is easy. We're, you know, 24-7, you reach out to us. If you're on your trip, whatever's wrong, you know, we get back to you. And, like, like I said about the food, I can also put myself in a position of I know what people will enjoy. I might not want to go clubbing or I might not want to go do this, but I know someone who hasn't been to this place, they want to at least check it out or at least have the option to check it out. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how the, the travel started. We'll say COVID has slowed things down with travel this year. So it's kind of taken a little bit of a back burner, but I mean, like all businesses, there's ups and downs. You just got to keep yeah. at it. Yeah. So was there any, uh, I guess, internal conversation with yourself of just having something that is, made by you like that's yours um 100 percent, 100 100 man i like i don't know if it's a pride thing or if it's just my person i don't know what it is but i guess i would compare it to a child or having a dog like when you raise it and then like, it does all these cool things you're proud of it mm-hmm. um i obviously have no kids and no dog uh but like i would just like <laughs> the way i see my business is the same way 
when a random stranger is paying me thousands of dollars to like plan a trip for them and make sure this experience is exactly what they're looking for and they don't know me they're just going off reviews and like what they've heard like it's a very gratifying feeling and especially mm -hmm. if they're referring you out and they're saying all that so it's like just you know it's just knowing that you started from the ground up like you did it like i did everything you know built the, the logo the name the corporation and like not per se just me alone because obviously i had my business partners and i had you know the opinions of others but like you know what i mean like yeah, you built yeah. this from the ground up there was no there was no framework you didn't know like i had to try so many things and there were so many things that didn't work there's still a lot of things that aren't working you know it's just a constant grind and just figuring yeah. out yeah you just, you just can't give up business yeah for sure how was that first, uh, I guess that first trip that was, that was sent your way? Cause okay, that's so, the first time. Yeah. Okay. So the first trip that was sent my way, um, actually there, there was two. Um, the first one was, um, who was it? The first one was a group of dudes that like were younger than me in high school, um, a couple years younger. And they'd randomly see all my posts and they were just kind of like, yo, what's up with it? I saw you went to Costa Rica. So that was like a very, like, like, you know, very beginner one. Right. And it was kind of like just me testing out the waters, but I would say my first actual trip I planned, which is kind of funny. It was for my girlfriend, Ivana. Uh, it was for her, Marissa, like yeah. Katie, Reed, Eric, they went to Costa Rica. So mm -hmm. I'd planned their trip to Costa Rica because I had actually just gone to Costa Rica with my boys back in May of that year. And that's when we had just launched travel mode. We were trying to get a bunch of footage, but we went somewhere and we went to Costa Rica and like, I noticed what I'd planned for myself wasn't the most fun, but we ventured out and I saw what people should do. So when it came for their trip, I was like, yo, stay here, stay here. Don't do what we did, but do that. Mm -hmm. So when I saw they had a good time and they, you know, they sent me back their pictures and it looked like they're having a good time. I was like, this is perfect. I plan a trip for someone. They take pictures. They send it back to me, promotes my trip. They promote mm -hmm. my trip and we kind of just yeah. keep going. So that's kind of like how it started. Um, I will say it was not smooth sailing because um, once I started getting strangers, um, you know, you have to accept credit cards. Mm -hmm. um, only so many people will be down to Venmo you or write a check or give you cash or whatever. So um, we get the whole credit card thing set up, but come to find out travel is actually a high risk for fraud business. Like by credit card merchant processors will consider it high risk for fraud, especially a travel agent because you don't have set prices. It's all custom stuff. Mm -hmm. So I had this dude who I just booked a trip for and um, he paid me on my Shopify website. He had just paid me a, a couple thousand dollars for like all their flights to Europe and all this stuff. And I get a notification and mind you, while this is happening, I'm in Portland on another vacation of my own, just getting content, having a good time. I get a notification. It's like, your account has been frozen. Uh, the money, once it's deposited, your account will be deleted, blah, blah, blah. High risk for fraud. And I'm like, holy shit what the fuck is this? Yeah, so I start doing yeah. the research and like, nobody will accept us. So like, I'm having to like do all this and all this crap. And it took like a couple of months where finally Square accepted us. I had to like come up with a legit cancellation policy. I had to come up with terms of like all this stuff and like proof of invoices and all this stuff just for them to approve us. A couple of months down the line, they flag our account and I have to send them all this stuff again. They're like, send me proof of this trip you booked, proof of that, this and that. So the first year there was so many hurdles just wow. accepting people's money. Yeah. Like I didn't even yeah. realize just getting their money was like the trip, booking the trip alone was hard enough because you know, people don't know what they want. So you got to do all this work for that, but then not being able to accept their money. That's kind of when it was like, wow, man, like this is going to be a lot harder than I thought. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Once we got that figured out that, you know, it's, it, it definitely, it was definitely a huge road bump. That's, and then that's the, that's the thing about like starting something like from the ground up and not actually being yeah. like an expert of travel yeah. and learning on the go. You, know, like you don't have lawyers to like talk through contracts. Yeah, and, you exactly. know, so it's like, how is, how is that? Like learning as you go, like, like it could be really good, but it, it's also like you it's, said, it has its ups and downs. It has its downs. It. Yeah, it definitely has its downs. I mean, it's, it's a lot more satisfying when you look back on it in the moment when you're learning the hard way, it sucks, mm -hmm. especially when money's involved. Um, so that's kind of why, like there was a period where I traveled quite a bit mm -hmm. and uh, like, I would say a three, four year, well, I was traveling once a month on average because I kind of was under the belief of if I traveled this much and people saw that I traveled this much, they would trust my opinion on suggestions and they would know, okay, he's been there between me and my business partner. 
we've been to, you know, a lot of places. So it's easy to pick and choose what we tell people, oh, hey, he's been here, I've been there. Um, but when it's a new place and neither of you have been there, your research is very crucial. So sending someone somewhere and then them being like, yo, this is, what I, this is not what I signed up for. I don't like this, blah, blah, blah. Like that stuff sucks. Yeah. And just like, like trying giveaways, trying like campaigns to get ambassadors, trying to sell like shirts, things like that. It's tough because nobody wants to buy something unless it's either like a proven brand or like someone they follow, like a celebrity promotes it. 100%. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's tough, man. And like, here's there's a very big dist distinction between being good at something that makes money and running a business. Like you're good at teaching the piano, you're good at booking a trip, you're good at like training someone, whatever. Like that's a good skill to have. But if you can't turn that into a business, that's a problem because there's a lot of not so glamorous stuff behind that. Like, you know, the budgeting, the marketing, the projections, the meetings, like vendors, all that crap that's behind the scenes that's gonna make it run. So like, that's kind of like the stuff that you learn on the go. And you kind of look back and you're like, damn, I should have done that last year. Oh, I should have done it like this two years ago. It would have helped save me so much time. I just, uh, I'm thinking about like, you know, I'm on this current journey of yeah. podcasting, you know, and, and there's a lot of things between like running the, the Instagram page for the marketing to, yeah. okay, now I hopefully pretty soon here, I'll start selling merchandise. Um, yeah trying to get sponsorships it those those are the things that like i'm currently thinking about like okay yeah what what can i do now to when i for when i get to that point i can make that transition as smooth as possible yeah you know? and i don't think a lot of people that start businesses they think that way it's more of a i'll deal with it as i come yeah uh, so I, I will say, I, I agree. I think you need to plan for the future because if you, if you only think of the now, you're thinking small. You got to mm -hmm. think big, you know, you got to think of like, what if potentially this does blow up? Like, mm -hmm. do I have the process in place to be able to accommodate for that? Can I handle that? So while you have to be realistic, I do think there needs to be some, like some part of you that thinks in the bigger scheme of things or in the bigger picture, how can this go? And I think a very big part of it, especially like where you're at in this stage of it, is organization. Being able to easily go back and look at what you did the year before and seeing, okay, I did this last year. Let's see how these numbers turned out. But I did this differently, compare and contrast the two. Because one thing I will say that I do have down is my organization of things. Like I can go back to year 2017, tell you what I exactly spent on this day for my company, what it went for and why we did it like that. And then mm -hmm. I can look back and be like, did that work? probably fucking not so let's go on in the next year and yeah. try something else but the yeah. biggest thing is being organized and tracking what you did because like the data helps if you know it worked then keep doing it but if you didn't work or if you don't have any data you don't really know you're just yeah. kind of shooting in the dark mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so I, I know you said that travel mode is being affected by by the pandemic currently yeah um do you have any like plans to you know get put some life in, back into it to jolt it up a little bit yeah um so i just i got kind of sidetracked with the restaurant towards the end of this year and like i kind of knew people weren't really traveling and we have a blog and we have the instagram we have our website mm -hmm. and all that and like content wise like if people aren't really traveling there's only so much so much blog content you can give them like hey the top 20 places travel in 2020 oh wait you can't go anywhere you like oh wait go, you're yeah. not accepting americans like oh shit yeah. we can't even travel to half the world so like it kind of just took a pause um we've been like we've gone through multiple different types of like apparel and merchandise to try and launch haven't been too successful with that um we've our most successful thing has kind of just been planning trips um and here and there people have still been reaching out to me so really i mean I'm not even gonna lie to you right now, things have slowed down and it's just kind of the point where we're just figuring out what our next plan of action is, like which, which direction we wanna go. Because right now we're kind of gearing more towards the content, like lifestyle side where we'll book your trip, but we're still, you know, wanna tell you the travel mode way of traveling as opposed to strictly just booking. Um, and I think if we go towards that lifestyle route, I think it opens us up more to 
um, you know, potential sponsorships and, um, you know, collaborations and more things like that. Mm-hmm. While we'll still always book trips, it's just the scalability of that. At the end of the day, people want the information. They want to do the shit on their own. So, yeah. so a lot, don't get me wrong. A lot of people do enjoy just hitting us up and being like, hey, I want this, this, and this, make it happen. And we love that. But realistically, it's like, you teach, uh, you know, you give someone a fish they eat for a day, you teach them how to fish they eat for a lifetime. Uh, yeah. If we yeah. book one trip for you and we give you the guide and you, you understand how to do it, in theory, you should be able to do it on your own unless it's some complex trip. But you just revert back to us for the resources. And that's kind of what we want to be like, the, the one-stop shop for all travel resources. And I think that's what sets you guys apart from, let's say, any mainstream mainstream travel organization. They yeah. They won't do that because that cuts into the repeat, the repeat yeah. uh, visitor. But the way, yeah. the way that you're you're describing it is, that we're still going to teach you how to do it, but you're still going to come back to us for the guidance of the travel. Exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, the way I look at it is, we're we're not just booking a trip; we're creating an experience for you, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what life's about now. It's enjoying experiences, but experience isn't only in that moment because leading up to the experience you got to plan all that stuff you got to make sure everything and like that's your hard-earned money you want to make sure it goes to the right things and that stress alone can turn a lot of people away from traveling so if we can remove that stress for you and make the entire experience something enjoyable and like from start like planning all the way to finish then we've done our job mm-hmm. and whether it's really easy for you to plan it or not if you've had that good of an experience and you trust us hey i want to go to europe now or hey i want to go to south america what you yeah. got for me you know so that's kind of the way i look at it you think uh you think there would be a chance where you guys become uh the uber of travel um uh, maybe not uber per se but i would say more of like uh how do i explain this more of like a I don't really know how to explain it. I wouldn't say an Uber per se, because um, I do think there's a fine line between, um, you know, expanding and getting very big, but also maintaining your quality and making sure you have great customer service and all that. And like a company like Uber, some of these big ones, they outsource all their customer service and just dealing with them is a shitty experience, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe not an Uber per se, but I, I do personally think that one day um we could be your go-to travel resource like you go to an expedia right now you go to or you go to uh something like that but it's very overwhelming like you mm-hmm. search on expedia you get 50 options and that is enough to be like yo fuck this i don't even want to deal with this anymore we're a very concise we give you two options if you don't like either of them we'll give you two more but if you yeah. like one or only something about that one we'll learn what you like more and then on our next suggestion we'll know a little bit more about you um, and that's kind of, oh, headphone just fell out. Um, and that's kind of like where I see us more at. I don't know if uh, like an Uber is the best example, but like something similar, like a, a global company that could potentially just revolutionize the way you travel. Yeah. Yeah. How many, how many people are, are working, uh, the travel mall? Um, so currently right now, um, I'm the only employee, but I have two other business partners. Mm-hmm. I have my cousin, Ali who's our chief technology officer. And he kind of handled our website, all the tech behind all of it. Um, and then I have my business partner, Shaw, who uh, is more of like a, I would say more on the consulting side of it because he mm-hmm. works for um, a, he works for a big company and he kind of sees that side of things, how it's very fast paced, how the different perspective is it. And then I, I kind of handle the day-to-day operations. So it's okay. a good combination of all three of us. But as far as like the actual day-to-day operations, the booking the trips, the dealing with the customers, that's all me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's going to be a great story. I mean, three, from three people to like, you know. Yeah. Potentially expanding. You know, that, that, that's great. It's, it's Amazon story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah. currently now you're into the real estate side of, you know, of, of work and, and yeah. creating um how what was that like how was that getting to that side like what pushed you 
to look into yeah. that? And uh, how is that going for you so far? Um, so I've always been a fan of like houses, you know, from just the beginning, my parents have moved a lot. So I've always been a fan of houses. Obviously that's not enough to get you into real estate, but that was kind of like my entryway. Right. Um, and then I was working at the restaurant. I just started travel mo and with any startup, you're not making money right away. It mm -hmm. takes a while and margins are thin. You want to give out a lot of free stuff just to bring people in. So I realized I need another source of income. So I was like, you know, what's a flexible schedule? What's something I could see myself doing? You know, I'm good with people. What can I find? And real estate kind of fell in my lap. Uh, I took my test. I studied for it, did all that stuff. Um, and then in, I think, August of 2017, I officially got my license. Got my license, just kind of put it to the side and was like, we'll see what happens. Bought my first home in December of 2017. But because I wasn't working at a brokerage yet, I couldn't be my own agent. But one of my buddies was my agent and I watched that whole process and I was like, man, I'm missing out on so much money. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that's the easiest job in the world, but once you know what you're doing and you remove like the pressure and like the, the factor of, oh, this is a massive purchase. Once you can get past that, you know, and you have the process down, it's a very simple thing to do. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, man, I'm fucking up. So, um, yeah. So uh, one of my fraternity brother's wives had reached out to me. And she was like, hey, um, I saw you got your license. Let's meet up for lunch. I can kind of mentor you, give you some advice. And she knew me as somewhat of like a party guy from college. So, yeah, so yeah for her, it was like, I'm just going to have lunch with this guy and whatever. But I guess she saw a different side of me. And she was like, whoa, you know, you, you have your shit together. You're not just a shit show anymore. Mm -hmm. So she was like, you want to work for me? I was like, hell yeah. So I joined her team. Um everything was good. Then she's like, we all started having issues with the company we're at. And we realized she ultimately realized I could do better on my own. So she was like, Hey, I'm going to leave and start my own company. Like, would you like to come with me? And you know, I'd already started my own travel company. And I was like, I would love to be from something from the ground up. And ultimately she brought me to that first company. So I felt loyalty to her. So I was like, of course, like I'm ride or die mm -hmm. with you. Let's go start this yeah. new thing. So I've been there for two and a half years now. Um, and I love it, man. Like, I genuinely like helping people I know. Like, don't get me wrong. If I was marketing myself to all random strangers, I could probably make way more money. But I mm -hmm. genuinely like to help people I know like, and understand the process of purchasing a home, building equity, and getting real estate. Because one, they're going to bring me more customers. Because if they have a good experience, they're going to refer me out. And two, Definitely. like, yeah. why wouldn't I want to surround myself with successful people? You know, if I can help you get successful, you know, get some real estate, um, we're all eating you know what i'm saying and like the biggest thing i attest to is like when this country was founded it was like uh we want what was it liberty freedom or or, or was it like the, we want the right to own property like that oh, was yeah, one of the land, three core yeah. things land yeah land right to own property land that was a big thing and like that's one of the main constants from then till now like land appreciates land is value property is value a lot of things have changed and we can get to the constitution talk later. Not a lot of things <laughs> apply anymore, but yeah. land is still valuable and yeah. there's only a finite amount of land in this world. So it's like, if you can get in on it, it's something that's appreciating get that money while you're young. And you know, that's kind of how it goes. So I, I like it. Don't get me wrong. It's a very stressful job in the sense of like, you work for free. You don't get paid till the deal is closed. A, so mm -hmm. I could work with someone, help them out for two, three months and then nothing happened out of it. So it, it's very, uh, it can, you know, it like, it chips away at you. Like if you're not like mentally ready for that and like knowing, then it, it sucks. And like I said, like, that's also why I have that other income at the restaurant too. Cause it's like a safeguard. Like I want to be able to put all my, my all into something and not worry that I don't, well, I can't pay the bills. Mm -hmm. So I work a lot. I have three jobs. I'm almost every single day of the week, I'm doing something for one of the jobs. But at the end of the day, I have the freedom and the flexibility to do it on my own time. If I'm staying up till two in the morning, that's cool, but I'm choosing to do it. Yes, no yes. one's telling me you got to stay up till two. It's like, I know I got to get the job done or I'm not, I'm not eating. So I'm gonna yeah. get the job done, whatever it takes. So that's kind of, you know, where that is. I see, uh, <laughs> like the parallels between you and, and like, let's say like the rap game, like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like the hustle, like you have to go hustle out there to eat. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you do, man. Like it's it's uh I don't know, I I just find that really like interesting. Like that's just 
it's just what it is. Like you have no choice but to, you know, work your ass off. Yeah, I mean, you um, have no choice, man. Like we're we're getting to that age, man. We're getting to our thirties. We're like, mm-hmm. I'm almost thirty. I'm twenty nine, and it's like it's not. Like, we're not to that age where it's like, oh, it's fun and cute to fuck up and, like, oh, fuck your <laughs> life up. Oh, and just try. It's like, nah, man, shit's yeah, getting no. serious. We're getting older. Yeah, like, yeah. that's like, you might, you know, you, like, I'm not saying you have to know exactly what you're doing and, like, you have to have it all figured out, but, like, you should have a plan. You should be on the right path and, like, you shouldn't be, like, what's the word? Like, you shouldn't be just, like, relying on your parents to save you out of everything. Like, we're getting yeah. to that age where we should be taking care of them. And like we both have immigrant 100%. parents, and like we know how it goes. Like, like when it gets to a certain time, like you're now the parent, and I'm taking care of y'all. So mm-hmm. like you can't take care of someone if you don't have your shit together. So like for me, it's like I don't know which one's gonna be the one that that I make it in, it's whether it's pop, real estate, yeah. travel, uh, out, you know, the restaurant, whatever it is. But you know, like Jordan, you you shoot a hundred shots. All you gotta do is make a couple. So you know, mm-hmm. just keep keep mm-hmm. trying. So that's kind of you know how it is for me right now. But the one thing I do say I like about all of them is I do a very good job of intertwining them all together. Like if I'm showing someone houses, I'll go take them to the restaurant before, treat them to a meal. So, you know, mm-hmm. everybody likes to see stuff before. Once the, ha- once the house and all that stuff is done, it's like, cool, let's book you a celebratory trip. That so was I, good. I was literally going to say that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, try, I try and combine all of them together because like, what's the point? If you have the network from all of them, it's like put them together and, you know, have them all feed off each other. Exactly. That's when it, that's yeah. when it turns to residual right there. exactly yeah for sure that's that's crazy um that's an amazing story so before before i wrap this all up i kind of want to have uh quick quick fun Um, okay yeah for sure let's get it (laughs) so for uh i guess for traveling yeah what are some do's and don'ts for the for my listeners out here okay if they're going to plan a trip of let's say five people three to five people okay okay what are the do's and don'ts uh for that first beginner travel okay so let's say they're not going through us they're just booking it on their own right mm-hmm. um try and find one person who's in charge not necessarily the person who's going to do everything but have that main person who kind of runs it because like especially with five people, everybody wants to do something. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, Oh, I like this. I like that. Oh, let's do this. Let's <laughs> do that. And you send group, you send a group chat message, you send a picture, people will like it. Nobody reads shit and all that. You got to have one like main point of contact, like one person who's like in charge to handling everything, whether it's like they're doing the research and everyone. So I, I just feel like you got to have that one person who's like, all right, you might not be doing everything, but you're the person who's kind of like the, the leader in the sense. Because mm-hmm. when you have too many people chirping, nothing gets done. And um, oh, shit, my bad, man. That's, can't <laughs> so good. Phone went on low power mode. Um, yeah, so I would say that. And um, another big one is don't just go off pictures. Like you know how what they say, Instagram versus reality. Like yeah. even girls, like girls nowadays can look one way on Instagram and a whole another totally way. Totally different. <laughs> yeah. So with traveling, like a hotel or Airbnb can look really nice in pictures and like people can filter it but if you don't read those reviews you know what i'm saying and i like to read the bad reviews because i like to think i'm a logical person you get an airbnb and someone's like oh the gym sucks here like that's not a reason to get something a one-star review yeah yeah so i like to go read the bad reviews to see what's really that bad you know what did they really not like about it um and some people are like oh i just want to see the good stuff but like you can really see like when people will go out there and post, you're like, oh, that's some petty shit. Oh, like, you didn't like that the blinds were blue. Like, get the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if I go to Al's, yeah. what, what, is the, what is the dish that I must try? Okay. So, so it depends on two things. How hungry are you? Because if you're like, I, I just, I just danced my ass off, uh, at the club. <laughs> okay. So okay, cool. So two options: the euro plate. It's kind of what we're like known for, right? It's rice with uh euro meat, grilled onions, grilled tomatoes. It comes with a side of diced salad, a side of hummus, warm pita bread, and a side of tzatziki sauce. And we make all that from scratch in house. Oh wow. That's and great. that's kind of like the, that's like the go-to for everybody. If you've never been us before, that's the first thing, and then that's what brings you back. From there, 
that's when you kind of start to get wild and try the euro quesadilla or the euro fries or mm -hmm. things like that. But I would say like that euro plate, that's like the OG that will kind of bring you in. That or the kebab plate. Our kebab combo um, is very similar, but instead of the euro meat, it's um, chicken kebab, beef kebab, and grilled onions, grilled tomato, and grilled bell pepper. So those two right there are kind of like our staples. Um, those will bring you in and they'll keep you coming back. And then once you start coming back, that's when you start to get wild and try all the cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you got me sold already. Next time <laughs> right, I'm in town, go, I got to come through, man. I'm so come through, man. Um, but yeah, man, I, uh, I appreciate the time. Actually, before I end it, do you have a yeah. word for, for the listeners out there? word of advice, some encouragement, something? Um, yeah, um, I, guess I got a few things. Um, I would say the, the number one is um, don't get too many people's opinion on things. Um, because like, say for instance, uh, you're designing a logo, right? Um, and say you ask one person, they say like this, you ask another person, they say like that, and you do another iteration of that logo, and that person gives you conflicting opinion. And then this person, it's like, if you get too many opinions, you'll just run around in circles. So I personally, I think it's really good to scheme, have your inner circle, maybe ask a few people here and there, but try and keep things to yourself till you're ready to get that final opinion. Because if you ask for too many opinions too early, you just get thrown in circles and nothing really yeah. gets done. Um, and then the other main thing, exactly. And you like, there's too many people in this world. You got to find yeah. your, argue, your target audience and just worry about them. And then the other main thing is just keep grinding, man. Like, like I go back to this, but we both come from immigrant parents. They came to this country. I know my parents barely knew any English. I'm sure your parents probably didn't know yeah. much English either. <laughs> and they were able to make something of themselves with no language, like a brand new country. And this is back in the day where we didn't have technology to where you could just get a, get a ride whenever or find a job on like indeed.com mm -hmm. or anything like that. So if they came here and they busted their ass and did all that, then there's no reason with all the opportunity that we've been given, we shouldn't be able to do it. And like complaining about shit does nothing for you. Like when something's wrong, complaining about it is just wasting your energy. If you put your energy into fixing it, then like you're, you know what I'm saying? Like this was something, um, I can't take that quote because this is something that, I don't know if you remember who Tara Boyle was at U of H. Mm -hmm. She was yeah. a Capacitiga faculty advisor, but she also was in charge of O-Team and great mentor like love her to yeah, death she helped like cool. she helped me a lot in college yeah. and she used to always say like you know when you come to me with a problem like like don't come to me with a problem come with a solution because you're what are, like you complaining about the problem is just wasting your energy and it's putting more negative energy out there mm -hmm. use that energy and convert it into figuring out the solution and once you do that you'll be surprised at how well like how much you can actually figure it out you know because like say you get into Say your car gets towed, right? Yeah, you want to bitch and complain. Oh, I'm pissed. Oh, I'm so mad. Oh, you get on Twitter. Oh, fuck this. Fuck tow trucks. They're scumbags. Well, you just wasted all this time yeah. where instead you could be figuring out where your car is. Go get the car. Yeah. Out, you got to go to the bank to get money. Like, go get the car. You know what I'm saying? Tow yeah. trucks, they charge you by the hour, by the minute. Uh -huh. So it's like complaining and putting all that negative energy out in the world like does nothing for anybody. You just got to take it. Like, shit happens to people. Bad shit happens all the time take it with a grain of salt and just try and learn something from it and just keep pushing forward. Hey, it's a good word. I hope you're listening. Appreciate, I appreciate that, word. bro. I appreciate that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I appreciate you, you hopping on episode 14 with me. Is there 1-4, baby? 1-4, man. 1-4. We're, we're already here at 14. That's crazy. That's um, crazy, man. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so, for the people, like, where can they find, uh, the travel mo website where they can find oh, oh yeah for sure oh, so i'm yeah. gonna get some lights on in here bro i just realized it's all dark <laughs> and shit in here my bad man um so um make it real simple travel mo website is trvlmo.com so travel without the a or the e mo.com mm -hmm. uh, um and then al's is al clicks up com real simple al quickstop.com um platforms as possible because one person might be on twitter one person might be on facebook one person might be on yelp but if at mm -hmm. least they can find you everywhere they can at least get to where you know you're at so definitely, um, definitely. instagram is just al quickstop for travel mode same thing but underscore at the end but yeah man we're all over 
Cool, 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 man. And uh, for me, if you listen, if you stay and listen this long, man, I appreciate the love. Um, and, you know, signing off. Peace. Yes, sir. I appreciate your time. Snapback. Thanks for having me, bro. Yes, Definitely, sir. Bro. Mimosas. Hey, Cheers to the weekend, brother. Cheers to the weekend. Too, Thanks again for watching another episode of Snapbacks and Mimosas. I really appreciate y'all tuning in. Hey, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, even share it. I'm trying to get it out there. Um, again, thanks for tuning in.